Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about relationships and how they are so important to our mental health. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am an inpatient mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So relationships, why they're so important. Social interactions are the foundation of everything we encounter. Here are the most significant bonds we'll make and why they're so important. It's a fact. Humans are social creatures. Relationships are at the very core of our existence and have a lot to do with how we've evolved. Whether you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert, a steady serotonin type, or an adventure-seeking dopamine type, social interactions are the foundation of everything we encounter. Family, jobs, political structures, the economy. From an evolutionary perspective, we literally wouldn't be here without being connected to other humans. For all of the angst relationships can bring, anthropologist and evolutionary biologist will tell us that relationships came about for a specific reason, to solve adaptive challenges, as they like to say. In other words, we needed help. The to-do list was long. Propagate the species, that one alone involved finding a mate, keeping a mate, raising a family, ward off intruders, fine food. We've even made some big sacrifices over the course of history just so we can connect better with other humans. We traded sharper memory skills for language. That's right. You can't remember where the heck you put your keys now, but you can ask someone else if they know what you did with them. (laughs) So here we are, all tangled up with each other. Our brains are figuratively wired together and literally wired to connect. We feel a rush during social interactions and pain when we're rejected. And all of this connectivity doesn't happen as automatically as say, breathing. You have to learn how to use this powerful, built to withstand the history of time machinery. That's why we keep our babies around for almost a quarter of their lives. This kind of training takes some serious time and effort. It's also why friendships are so important. They help us navigate these complexities. It's 
So let's jump to the types of relationships we all need. As much as we like to think we've progressed in the past few thousand years or so, our primal need for connections have been pretty consistent. In fact, uh, some evolutionary psychologists argue that the reason is that adaption works so slowly. Even after all these years, our brains have not caught up. You don't need all of them at the same time. But the idea here is that these people were important to your survival historically. And in part because of that, they're still important today. So here are the types of connections we as humans literally crave. First of all, there's family, caregivers, usually our parents and siblings, if you have them, are our very first teachers of the social world. Babies are born with some social cognition. It's why they find us so fascinating and try to mimic our behavior. According to Dr. Nicole LaPera, PhD, also known as the holistic psychologist, our childhood is where our subconscious mind is formed. Ideally, our parents are two self-actualized people who allow their children to be seen and heard as the unique individuals they are. Now, Dr. Murray Bowen, MD, a trailblazing psychiatrist, was the first to coin the term family theory. His theory, and it's still accepted today, was that families are so interwoven and interdependent, it's almost like they live under the same emotional skin, as Dr. Bowen puts it. Whether you feel close or not to your family, there's still interdependence. Now, the next type of relationship, friends. Peers and friends contribute to our psychological development, even pals predating our preschool days helped create who we are. They teach us about emotional states of other people and competing wants, my toy versus your toy kind of stuff that eventually forms what psychologists call the theory of mind, a fancy way to say you figure out that other people are not exactly the same as you. They have their own attitudes, motivations, and beliefs. Then, later in middle school and high school, these relationships teach us about security, trust, and intimacy. And 
Well, into adulthood, relationships with friends have all kinds of benefits from boosting our mood to providing a sounding board when we articulate our own goals and feelings. In fact, studies have shown that just talking about our feelings with a good listener helps not only our mental well-being, but our physical health too. It goes back to what we've been saying in uh, many of our podcast, and that is the mind and body connection. Uh, They're viewed as separate, but one affects the other. Then there are sexual partners and spouses. The evolutionary reason for the importance of this relationship is obvious. It's not surprising to find that Having sex is pretty much embedded in our brains, but what might be less predictable is that love, that feeling of butterflies and excitement, is too. Scientists have picked it up in brain scans, which is quite amazing. Among other regions, they've seen the, what we call, angular gyrus and the ventral tegmental light up when people are in love. And here's a little tidbit. The ventral tegmental is the same part of your brain that's in in charge of the reward and pleasure center. So they have actually seen portions of the brain actually light up when people are in love pretty awesome. The connection between healthy relationships and mental health. Considering how important social interactions are, it's not surprising that glitches can cause big problems for us. Autism, social anxiety disorder, borderline personality disorder, schizo. Uh, typal personality disorder all have some aspect of abnormal social functioning. And it's not just how we interact that can have health consequences or benefits. It's how often studies have shown that loneliness can be a predictor for depression. And Isolation can change even how we view the world, make make memory worse, and alter our cognitive skills. And when we're talking now about COVID and all these variants, uh, people are still isolating themselves. Uh, And Many people have commented to me that they are noticing that people are driving much more aggressively. Uh, They tend to anger more quickly. So 
this isolation has really affected how we view the world, how we react to things in our lives as well, how we handle stress, how we handle little bumps in the road, if you will. On the other hand, positive relationships make us feel good. And it's not just a fleeting, that was nice kind of benefit. They influence our long-term health as much as not smoking or becoming obese. Study after study has shown that people who have strong social support systems have fewer health problems and live longer. The good news is humans are designed to make communities that are full of love, friendship, cooperation, and learning, according to Nicholas Christakis, PhD, a pioneering sociologist and physician who studies social networks in biosocial science, and he is the author of Blueprint, The Evolutionary Origins of a Good Society. The catch? Well, these relationships all take some kind of work and can be a wild ride from forming friendships to parenting, dating, divorce, and beyond. It's a wild ride. I hope all the information that you found in this podcast will help you with it all. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.